Hey guys, this is Table Talks with Ataris, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. I'm MJ. I'm Ash. And today, we're kicking off a new series. <laughs> I was very thrown <laughs> off by that. <laughs> I was doing hand motions. No, it felt like that game where everybody says one word at a time. I was like, I don't know what's happening here. That's funny. I hate that game. So, new series. <laughs> we're starting a new series, and I'm super excited about it. We're talking about relationships. We're keeping it real. Not any kind of ship. Relationship. That's right. <laughs> that sounded really bad. Yeah, I was like... What are you saying over there? Yeah, just got to bleep that out. Uh, This is an explicit episode. So today we're specifically talking about connection. How do you connect? And then at the end, really cool, we have a listener question. We're finally getting around to uh, being being able able to to answer answer it. it. And obviously, if you've got other questions, man, feel free to reach out to us. Send us any kind of question. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I would love to hear if you have any specific questions related to relationships. This will be a series for a couple of weeks, so... Well, here's the episode. Hope you enjoy. So what are we trying to talk about here, love? Yeah, I think I'll first start by saying we're definitely not experts. Right. <laughs> um, I think that everybody has relationships. You have relationships in the workplace. If you're mm-hmm. leading people on a team, you yep. have some sort of relationship with them. You have relationships with people in your home. You have relationships with family members, friends. This is an aspect that pretty much covers anything that you're going to be in contact with another human being on, right? Right. And so how do we approach things related to relationships like connection in this case? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there are a number of things we can talk about related to connection and intimacy or... Um, you know, specifically if we're talking about marriage yeah. or if we're talking about friendships, you know, communication and how that leads to connectedness. There's so many different avenues we can take, specifically the one that I think we want to take today mm-hmm. is something that's been incredibly helpful for us, I think. Yeah. And has now, because of this way of thinking of connectedness that you and I have been able to work out, I now see how that plays out in other relationships that I have. And so what we've learned with each other has played out in how you think about your other relationships as well. And I think this is also a springboard off of having talked through like, what do we do in our rhythms that we try to create spaces for us to, because it's not just like, how do we do this to with, with each other, right? but also just like, how can you do this sustainably? Yeah. Right? Like so yeah. that you're so you're working out of a place that works naturally for you or at least you have an understanding of, OK, why isn't it working in a relationship? Right. And so can we talk about the principle we want to yeah. in terms of, you know, this concept of shoulder to shoulder versus face to face? What does that mean? And how do we go about like finding that out in terms of how that was different for yeah. you and I? Yeah. So story time. <laughs> Yeah, so I think when we first got married, we I really like playing frisbee, ultimate frisbee, mm-hmm. and it's uh, just something that is very life giving for me. I enjoy it. I don't usually like running, but in that context, I do, and it's something I you know I played in college. I think one of the ways I thought that I could bring you into the things that I identify with was to have you come along with me, and. You went along with it maybe for what, six months? Mm-hmm. And 
every time you just didn't feel comfortable because it's it just wasn't your thing. Yeah. And for me, I felt like it was a good way for you to connect to the things that I enjoy doing by coming and playing with me. And at the end of that season, you were just like, babe, I hate ultimate frisbee. <laughs> yeah, it was the classic, you loved it. Yeah. And I knew you loved it. We were newly married. And so, of course, I wanted to spend every waking moment with you and also, you know, try to impress you and do all the things that you love doing. And then after a while, I was like, okay, I can't like pretend anymore. I absolutely <laughs> hate this. <laughs> and and it's not even that I I hate this hate it in general yeah. it's just pretty good honestly well it's just that i didn't play it and so yeah. i wasn't good at it and i don't like doing things i'm really not that great at i, I like to practice first you know like i wanted to learn like okay actually like teach me how to throw, how to throw yeah. yeah before i get out there and now right. i'm in front of people and so that just creates a situation i'm not you know i'm, I'm very competitive i think right. and so i you know like to know how just, to play the game that yeah. i'm going to be playing so and we're not here to talk about frisbee but there's also just like the somewhat more technical aspects of it where yeah. you kind of need to have an awareness of whether or not you're in the way of wh where to throw it, yeah. where you would want to be to try and catch it right? and how you should be moving in the field. That's, and if you're new to it, yeah. it's very foreign. You just kind of feel like you're running around with your head chopped off. Yeah. I, I understand how that could be. Yeah, and there's, there's various levels of skill right. on the field. Right. And so, yeah, it's, it can be, you know, daunting to, to be out there and not really know what you're doing or why you're, yeah. And I think some are. of it was too, you know, I had played other sports and so yeah. I knew there was strategy and, yeah. you know, involved and I just didn't know, know what the strategy was. Yeah. yeah. And so I, right. I didn't feel like just about that. And of course it was fun. It was a non-competitive like environment. Everybody was, I yeah. mean, in the sense that like people were very encouraging, even if you were not good, right. you know? So anyways, all that to say, I was like, look, this is just not my thing. Love you, but no thanks. Yeah. And I still wanted you to be able to enjoy it and right. play it. But that was kind of the first experience or I guess like a prominent one that I can remember yep. where we were trying to engage in an activity that would bring us connectedness. And you would leave feeling super energized and close and I would leave not feeling that way. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think there are other examples of that that play out where maybe you have a conversation with a friend and you're like, they were picking up something I just, you know, I, I left feeling like that was maybe very one way or something yeah. just seemed off to right. where they clearly got filled from this experience yeah. and felt close and I didn't, you right. know, and. I think another example is we've had dates where, you know, maybe this plays out in different ways where, and we'll kind of talk about this as we get into what is shoulder to shoulder versus face to face mm -hmm. activities. But those activities could also dictate in a date night, you know, whether or not one of us felt connected or maybe the other one was disappointed because they weren't experiencing that connectedness maybe in yeah. the way that they were hoping, you know? Right. And so, Maybe that's just specific to us, I, I think, <laughs> of people who feel disappointed by that. But yeah. we came across several instances where it was like, okay, why is yeah. this way of connecting great for one of us and it's not for the other? I wonder if some of it too is how 
what your upbringing was in terms of how you connected with your family. Yeah. And whether or not it was something where you would sit across the table from each other and you have a conversation right. or you would all do something together. Right. And you would, I don't know, go out and play tennis mm-hmm. or you'd go out and play at the park or, you know, I, I can't think of any examples right now for whatever reason, but I think a factor of that in terms of how what your preferred method of connecting is in that instance is informed by what you did growing up yeah. to feel connected right. to the people that you grew up with, be it your family, your friends or whatnot. Yeah. And so I think for me, I think on the flip side, because doing things together was something I was more comfortable with yeah, and was more common for me and how I connected with others. I think that's some of that is normal, right? Like you, you become friends with people who you share interests with. Mm-hmm. And if you're, those interests are s- surrounded around activities, you know, around music, like yeah. playing music, then you would very naturally gravitate towards feeling connected to others by doing something with them. Right. And so when it came to meeting you and interacting with you, where the way you connected was primarily not by doing things. Let's go ahead and unpack like shoulder to shoulder versus face to face. Mm -hmm. Shoulder to shoulder is doing something where you're kind of both facing the same direction. So like an activity together. Yeah. uh, Versus face to face where you're connecting kind of eyeball to eyeball, looking across the table through conversation. Yep. And And not that you can't have conversation in shoulder to shoulder activities. Yeah. But it could also involve... Like an example to me was, you know, if we would go see a movie yeah. together for a date night versus go out to dinner. Yeah. There was a different kind of experience that we would right. have. And sometimes maybe one of us would be wanting mm-hmm. one type of connection over the other. Right. But we just didn't have words to put to that. Right. And it could be easy for that to lead to some sort of conflict. Yeah. Because one person might have been disappointed by the outcome. Yeah, and I think there was a little bit of a back and forth between the two of us mm-hmm. uh, through the first. Definitely Frisbee being a prominent one where it was very obvious that there was different outcomes from what we did together through Frisbee. Yeah. And that you ended up feeling like that was kind of sucky. It was fine, but I <laughs> didn't feel like it was like connect. It didn't change my feeling of connectedness to you. Yeah. It was just something we did together Yeah, and I could do it, but I didn't feel it. I wouldn't call that right on the same level as like a date. You know what I mean? In my mind, yeah. how I was wanting to connect with you over an activity. It just right. didn't do it in the same way for me. And so I think, you know, now I don't know if this, again, I don't know if this is an idea that we stumbled across or something that mm-hmm. we've just identified in terms of how we connect. Uh, do you remember? I don't remember. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think you were talking about, you gave the example of how guys, you're not going to see guys. Yes. Sitting at Starbucks. Yeah. For hours. Just in a circle. It up. Yeah. Just connecting. Yeah. And that it would be, this is a generality, obviously. Sure. Yeah. And it would be much more natural for guys to, do something together right rather than to just be like what's up bro it's good to meet you let's hang out at starbucks and like grab a coffee and now that i'm saying that i feel like there are people that do say that but i think it would be at least for me <laughs> yeah more uh natural 
to want to be like, hey, let's do something together mm-hmm. versus let's like sit and like have you look into my soul mm-hmm. and and just like learn about each other. Yeah. And so I think that was probably, I don't know, probably one of the ways that I thought about it in terms of, and I think a lot of it is too that you and I were just so different in that. Right. To the point where points in our relationship, you'd be like, babe, I just need some face-to-face time, right? Because I think I was more comfortable with exercising the shoulder-to-shoulder type activities with you. Yeah. Where I would do things with you or I would even do things for you. Yeah. In a way of thinking that I would connect with you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost to the point where I was like, hey, I made you dinner. Hey, mm-hmm. I cleaned the table for you. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> like, we're connected. Yeah. And... I just remember in, in early on in our relationship, you'd be like, I don't care. Well, <laughs> well, like, thanks. But yeah. what's meaningful to me right. is for you to actually get like, like asking me how I'm doing. Yeah. And tell me where you're at. I do appreciate when you serve me. That. Right. And Especially in this season of life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm happy to. But that's. Yeah. That's, that's just not like, necessarily what communicated. Right. Connection to me. Yeah. And it's something I naturally am inclined to do. So it's right. just like I don't struggle with that because that's the first thing I'll revert to yeah. when I feel like we are disconnected. Right. And so in this journey of being, I clean the table for you. Right. Yeah. Um, so in this, in our relationship, we've had to just see how the other person connects and give room to be able to do those things. Right. And so I think in that in that journey, you know, what because it's so challenging for me, mm-hmm. we've actually utilized, and this might seem so juvenile, but like utilizing question prompts in some of our dates to help spur on that face-to-face conversation. Yeah. To be able to, and I can't think of the app that, that we've used in the past, um, in, in some of our past dates, but just mm-hmm. like connecting through, asking each other questions. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. But, that's been a means for me to very easily be able to do a face-to-face interaction with you. It makes it sound so official, but just like connect with you face-to-face. Where we're having conversation. Yeah. Where we're having conversation, where we're asking those questions and just like swiping through some of those question prompts that has been, you know, very fruitful. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think this has just been something that we have struggled with in the past. Yeah. We've ironed some of those things out. We are by no means like we've not smoothed that out right. today and that we will still left to our own devices will be inclined to doing those things as an interpretation of like, hey, babe, why don't you feel connected to me? I cleaned the table for you. Mm-hmm. Right. I made you food. And it's really in thinking about, you know, when there are when you're incongruent and in how you feel like you're connecting to somebody else, mm-hmm. maybe it's because they don't connect the way you think they would connect with you. Right. A couple of thoughts I have. One is something else that's been helpful in translating this into other relationships in my life is that maybe if there's a relationship that has experienced some sort of tension yeah. or conflict, and it's been a, a lot of times through, through conversation, right? So it's a lot of face-to-face time. Sometimes you might need to put a pause on the face-to-face time and connect again doing a shoulder-to-shoulder activity that can bring some of the life back into the relationship, you know, where it's like, okay, let's pause on all the 
conflict, you know, or the maybe confrontation it feels like or you know, yeah. whatever it is. And let's do a shoulder to shoulder activity. I wouldn't say it so formally. I'd be like, right. hey, let's go for a walk or hey, let's go, you know, do something. <laughs> but <laughs> We must do a shoulder to shoulder activity. Yeah, but just yeah. kind of taking a break. Right. I think even in our marriage in certain seasons, we've had to do that where it's just like, man, I feel like we've there's just been a lot of conflict or pressure. Right. You know, let's just yeah. watch a movie together. Right. Let's just, you know. Do something that's a little less. So if Ashley invites you for a walk, there's probably a lot of <laughs> tension in your relationship no. with her. So, <laughs> And then the other thing I was thinking about in a professional sense was um, I've seen sometimes mixed feelings about yeah. how meetings are conducted where sometimes you want to add that connecting piece. And so there's an icebreaker game or, you know yeah. what I mean, where it's that connecting thing and... Yeah. Kind of just keeping in mind that some people feel connected that way by having those kinds of discussive conversations. Other people don't. Right. And so keeping that in mind and finding a way to balance that for maybe a team that you're leading where maybe you do go do an activity together. How do you? Yeah. Always just having the icebreaker question in the meeting. You know what I mean? Sorry, yeah. How... How do you think you would navigate when there is tension on a face-to-face level yeah. with a with one individual, yeah, rather than like your team or whatever, and move it towards something where you can kind of do something icebreakerish, mm-hmm. but not, I don't know, like how how would you do that as somebody in in a professional setting to be able to do something shoulder? Is that even something that's should be considered? Like I'm the leader and I have tension with somebody on the team. Right. And because of a face to face, like, you know, you're working together, you're trying to interface with each other and there's something that's wrong. And then now is there something on the shoulder to shoulder? Did you already answer that? Uh, Like I'm thinking more on a one to one basis that would make sense for you to do professionally. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily have it be one on one with the Uh shoulder to shoulder activities. I see. More of, hey, on Friday, let's all bring, you know, whatever kind of meal and we're all just going to yeah. eat together. Something like that. That's a, that's like a low bar. I see. We're not going to have all, you don't have to have all this discussion or this, you know, it's not all like connection, Yeah. but we can still be together, eat together, share something, a meal together. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Something like that. I have seen leaders who actually, put this into practice where when they were confronting an employee or maybe they needed to conduct a performance review, Mm -hmm. they would literally go shoulder to shoulder so that they weren't sitting across the table from that person. They would sit next to them Hmm. and they said that it would really, at least from their experience, seem to, in some cases, disarm things. And so I even had one leader who said, you know, if they would start, kind of face to face, like across the table from their employee. And it led to a confrontation where like they had to confront their employee about X, Y, Z. And it got a little bit hostile. Mm -hmm. The leader said, let's pause. Let me come alongside you and literally just move their chair next to that employee so that they weren't looking at each other face to face. They were next to each other looking at the paper. Right. And that kind of just disarmed things a little bit in that situation. 
of course that depends on what you're talking about and the person that you're with. It's not just, you know, a recipe for success Mm -hmm. to move your chair. But I saw that be helpful in some instances where you were confronting in the one-on-one instance and they kind of moved it to a shoulder to shoulder experience and found that to be helpful. Yeah. Hard pivot back to for us now that, you know, we have two kids and we don't have the copious amounts of free time that I hate saying that by the way, because saying what that we, Oh, we don't have some, we don't have any free time. Well, I will say that I didn't know the time that was going to be restricted Yeah, or that I was going to maybe lose to myself Yeah, and having children. And had I known that I would have handled that time a lot differently. I I feel like, yeah. So there was that, there was also like, man, I feel like I got so much sass from parents before we were parents of like, Oh, you think you're busy now? You think you're tired you now? You think you're tired now? <laughs> and like, dude, I mean, they were wrong. They were, but yeah. you know, you don't want to hear that. No, you don't want to hear that. Like, There's a reason why you know. Right. Let people be where they are in their season. You yeah, know, I think the we are where we are. We're we're tired. The and true, exactly. we don't have a lot of time. The true cost of <laughs> parenthood includes actually having to take care of children, and that takes more than zero minutes out of the day. Right. Like there's some time that has to be committed that net everything. It means that you now have some batch of minutes that you now can't allocate towards something else. Right. And now you are using it to raise children. So that's all we're trying to say. Yeah. And, And so anyways, with that, with two kids, how how do you connect with others today? And I think I'm going to slide in with my answer. Man, you have to get creative. And and be okay with it not being the same exact way yep. that it was. And, you know, I think this is something, <laughs> I guess I'm just going to say it. Like, we were in tears last week. Yeah. Just thinking about how much free time we had and, like, <laughs> how, love, how much I miss being able yeah. to be, like, just like let's we could just, just fart around out. town and be, like, hey, you want to go <laughs> this and that? And it's like, yeah, let's go. And, and it's not that easy anymore. And I yeah. miss it. I, I miss, miss it being too. able to yeah. just, let's chase it up, swipe the credit card and go this and that and the other and have dessert here and have dinner over there. And like, man, it's, it's not as frequent that we can do that anymore. Yeah. And yeah, I think being creative yeah. and, you know, having two kids being realistic about like, okay, this is what we can do sustainably. And for me in this season, some of that literally has been just what are we going to talk about in our podcast today and how we're going to cover this topic we want to really speak on. Right. That that allows us to just connect with each other. So, you know, creative. And if you can start a podcast, you should do it. I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but really, like that's that's been one of the byproducts of us doing this together yeah has been like oh we were able to connect yeah on a consistent basis yeah which i've enjoyed yeah i think for me if we're talking specifically like what does it look like for us to connect in this season i think it's a mindset shift but then also like you we do have to get creative and the mindset shift for me i feel like has been letting go of that which is no longer 
So it's almost like a grieving, you know, that which is no longer between you and I, like we just cannot do some of the things we used to be able to do in this season. Not that we'll never be able to do those things again, but in this season with very little, like very young children, there are a lot of logistics that have to be in place in order to allow for that. Um, And so it's a grieving that which is no longer and embracing that which is being made new. The Lord is doing a new thing in our family through our children. And and so it's this, for me, it's reconciling both realities that, yeah, I was in tears last week yeah. because I'm, I literally could, I'm like teary eyed right now thinking about how <laughs> much I just miss you. Yeah. And that probably sounds crazy for some people to hear listening to this, right. <laughs> but like, I don't get to you and I get like the leftover 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 yeah you know what i mean it's just like yeah our kids take a portion of that some you know that we have right to just like bandwidth and energy yeah you know and work takes away some from you we have other obligations you know what have you friendships you know and what is left for you and i at the right. end of the day, like you and I are exhausted, you yep. know? And so, yeah, it's, it's hard to not, it's hard to be thankful, yeah. you know, and not just sit in that place of missing what was, you yeah. know, but embracing, like I said, that which is being made new in yeah. our family. Yeah. And it also forces us to have to work at connection yeah you know where before it was so easy because everything in our life afforded to it now we have to work for it like really 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 hard yeah and so it's so meaningful to me where before we were spending all um like all day together you know so much time together like every free moment together now the time that i do get with you is very precious to me and it means a lot to me and we have to work hard for it. And so I see the value in that, you know, and how I think it has deepened our relationship. Even though if you were looking at a relationship and saw like the amount of time, the quantity of time has definitely diminished. But I feel like the quality, mm-hmm. if we are willing to put in the work, even though we are exhausted, can still be deep, you know. And so right. what does that practically look like? It doesn't look like necessarily going out all the time. Mm-hmm. And it really just looks like turning the phones off, <laughs> being intentional with, I am going to give you the rest that I have left today. Yeah. Whether right. that's in a conversation or if we are going to watch a movie together, whatever it is, like I'm going to give you what I have in mm-hmm. this moment, even though I feel a lot of times like I'm running in a depleted state, you know? Yep. Yeah. I think that leads into one of our listener questions mm-hmm. and they are asking, and I think you kind of answered this, but how do you strike a balance between work and having a family that's really young from both our perspectives? How do you give a hundred percent in both areas? I think to add on top of like making sure that you consciously allocate time to, to invest in your relationship. I think another facet that I've been more conscious of is the like the creation consumption toggle that you go in and out of and mm-hmm. what i'm talking about with that is that 
I think prior to being more constrained, again, not because oh, life is hard because we're parents, but that in a 24-hour period, you have to have some time allocated towards actually spending time with your family, raising your children, all yeah. of those things. Whereas prior to children, none of your time had to be allocated towards raising your children, right? And so with that shift of some of that time being moved towards another thing, that being, you know, mom and dad, mm-hmm. you are much more aware of what you do with the time that you have left over yes. and whether or not that's committed towards. And again, whether or not we discipline ourselves well with that is a different story. Right. But you're at least very conscious about, man, I've spent the only time that I've had outside of the things I needed to spend time on, on consumption of media. Yeah. And I think part of like who we are created to be is to be a shadow of our creator God. Mm -hmm. And some of that includes, you know, bringing creative work to being and whatever your domain is, whether it's in the arts, whether it's in writing, whether it's in like, you know, creating order in, politics or you know these areas these different domains you just become much more conscious about yeah you know whether or not you are you are spending time towards building those things up in the areas in your spheres of influence or just being a consumer of um, either other people's work or a consumer of you know the, the the fruit of your own labor right and so i think with that how do you give 100 percent in that setting i think it's really just being more aware of or, tr- or trying to address or tackle minimizing as, as much as that kind of makes reasonable sense, excessive consumption yeah. of, and in our day and age, it's technology, it's social media, it's the plethora of all the streaming network pluses, right? Um, Disney plus and something, something plus Paramount <laughs> plus, whatever yeah. plus. And recognizing that you know having the habits that you want to put in place because this listener doesn't have children right but like putting the habits in place so that you are gearing your life towards being a creator yeah rather than just a net consumer right in in a 24-hour period yeah we don't execute on that perfectly right yeah we don't do that 100 percent of the time but it definitely makes us more conscious about that because some of the time as new parents we realize has been allocated now towards being mom and dad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know that you can give 100% to everything. Mm. I think you have 100% personally, (laughs) and everything that you devote yourself to is depleting from that. You know what I mean? And so I think about it like a battery every day. You know, let's say... Like your body, your body battery. battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's say you get to 100%, right? right? Throughout the day, everything is going to be taking from that. And so it's much more a question of what are you prioritizing as the things that are taking the most? And so, yeah, I think kind of that's how I see that. And it's really just learning how do you prioritize well? Mm-hmm. How do you prioritize the most important things mm-hmm. to get the best of you? Mm-hmm. You know, because... That's what I'm thinking about is what do I want to devote myself mm-hmm. to like the best parts of me? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think maybe another way, because I think what they were asking is could also be seen as like, how do you, you know, how do you give the most of what you've got Yeah. to both areas as, you know, somebody who's working yeah. 
um, and then somebody who's also a dad. Yeah. And I think to go along with what you're saying is that, you know, you only have 100% in your body battery. Yeah. And so eliminate the areas that are unnecessarily sucking away from the battery that you have. Right. And those tend to be, yeah. in many instances, things that are oriented around, you know, excessive consumption of whatever it is. Yeah. Right. And yep. so that's been like the common culprit for our family. And we were taking steps to try and make sure that we are consciously becoming more conscious of how we are spending the the body battery that's been allocated to us yeah. in any given day. Yeah. So one of that is also just like making sure you sleep well. <laughs> right. Right. Because yep. we keep talking about body battery. That's actually literally something that the, the Garmin watch mm-hmm. lets you know. And some a lot of that is driven by how well do you sleep, whether or not you go to bed early enough. And and all of these things like bleed into each other because if you don't do that, that cascades into the next day. And like all of these like physiological things, right? Did you drink alcohol last night? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm bleeding into other areas of interest that that are interesting to me, but these are all factors that play into whether or not you are able to yeah. give, you know, the most of what you can. Are you taking care of your body, right? Yeah. Are you eating yeah. well? Yeah. Are you making sure you're, you know, exposing yourself to compound lifts and resistance training, which is the only way to go. I'm kidding. <laughs> but things like that, that are all, all like factors is to leading to being able to do those things well as mom and dad or as somebody who, you know, works or, or is expected to provide results. Yeah. And so um, that's how I would answer that for, for that question. Yeah, it's hard. And I think there are some seasons where one yeah. probably takes a hit more than the other. And you just have to decide yeah. what's going to take the hit right. and be on the same page with your spouse about that, right. you know. because there are some seasons, let's say, you know, there are some seasons where you have to travel for work. Right. So the family takes a hit. We take a big hit for that. (laughs) Mama takes a big hit for that. Right. I was just in Jersey (laughs) not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but we're on the same page about that. Yeah. And I am able to then, you know, for me, it's very important that I'm setting up systems around Mm -hmm. the house in place Mm -hmm. for the things that I can automate as much as possible so that, in those times, I'm not running around like a chicken with my head cut off with, right. you know, trying to clean the house and feed everyone and yeah, but keep the kids alive and take care of myself and right. sleep and, you know, all these other things. Yeah. And one of the things you did well on this last trip was you built in things to help you take care of yourself as a almost just like as a reward for having had the kids to yourself for an extended period of time. And so I think that's important too. Yeah. Because we are aware that even these more like physical or it's just like they're not necessarily directly connected to your motherhood. Right. Right. But like taking care of yourself, getting your hair done, like the things that you're able to do for yourself to care for yourself. Yeah. As a follow up to the time that you had to take care of the kids by yourself because I was in New Jersey. Yeah are things that are that we're noticing are like really important for us in terms of like the longevity so that we don't like run ourselves out in terms of run out of energy or run out of like this just like the ability to sustain this as parents as mom and dad where we're like to a place where we're now so irritable with our kids right because we're running on e yep and so i thought that was really important for you to recognize that and actually just like I'm going to just schedule these things for myself 
days after you come back from New Jersey and I was like, shoot, go for it Mm -hmm. and enjoy it. And, you know, I got a little taste of (laughs) the two, three days you had to yourself with the kids. And I was like, babe, please come back. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, it's been an hour. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So... Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table. <laughs>